from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. Resident Evil, on point, non-stop, church top steeple, or Sean P. Needle, the disc jock backbone, hip-hop phone, the home slip, not an unknown tie, looking classy, question it, then ask me, looking like an extra from Degrassi, in a wheelchair, I'm Plato-Pelagic, waist up, waist down, I can't feel it, intravenous, Jesus still tapping in, candy next to an open bottle of aspirin, never was one, never has been, never off the desktop, never seen a trash bag, or the recycle bin, killing out, writing them, holy Sword of the spirit, God freestyling it. This is what he told me. This is what he said to do. Seen it all before, like a bad case of deja vu. Are you dead or are you It's the week of Friday, November 19th, 2010, and this is your Thanksgiving edition of the Relevant Podcast. Wait, no, it's not. Yeah, well, yeah, it it's it's the first episode or the episode before Thanksgiving, right? Because the next episode will be the day after Thanksgiving, Black right. Friday episode. We will have Ooh. a special Black. As you're sitting in lines, you can listen to our next podcast. <laughs> Buying a new iPod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in Orlando Studios is the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello. To her immediate left, Josh Loveless. Hey, people. Our illustrious producer behind the wall of glass, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. So we have a very special podcast uh, lined up for you today. Not as special as last week where we had a, an entire live concert for you, because we'd never done that before. So I don't mean special in that way. I just mean good. <laughs> so this week's is good. So it's good. Is it better than last week's or just kind of eh? I'm not going to say, because I think that all of these they get better bands better. are amazing. Oh. Yeah. So each each podcast is like a child. Like you love them all the same, but differently. <laughs> but differently. Yeah. Like all my ex girlfriends. What? what? Wait, what? what? I don't think you can say that either. Oh. <laughs> we have a live performance Wait, coming you up later. You love your ex girlfriends? Hold on, let's go but back. Di- to no, I loved them the same, but differently. Then I love you. No, I don't know. <laughs> Dang it. It's, it's getting worse. Oh, Cameron. I knew today was going to be a very special podcast. Are you sure this isn't the Black Friday podcast? Yeah. Oh, I'm have a black guy. Um, okay, so we have a live performance coming up by Ives the Band. Very good. Very good performance. They brought in the full setup, right? Full band. They showed up and they're like, Tons you know, we're like, hey, you know, just a couple guitars. You're good. No. They, they loaded in for an hour. I'm telling you, <laughs> it was unbelievable. And not only do we have the audio performance, we have full video performances for you on the website as well. That's yes. a lot of setup and breakdown. It really was. Nice. They were good guys. And and also coming up later, we have a special Thanksgiving game by none other than Jesse Gary. Ooh, what? Right. A game right. from Jesse? Right. Yes. I know. I know. It's shocking. And then at the end of the podcast, we'll be announcing the nine winners of our Christmas Blu-ray movie collection giveaway. Mm. Earlier this week, we we announced the giveaway, and our, we'll be announcing the winners at the end of the episode today. So if you want to just go ahead and fast forward all the way to the end, if you're wanting to know if you won, <laughs> uh, it's right at the end. There you go. So stay tuned for that. But before all that, we start off with entertainment releases. Uh, music coming out on Tuesday, November 23rd. We have Nicki Minaj with Pink Friday. Am I the only person who absolutely abhors Nicki Minaj? You called her a bad word. Nicki Minaj? No, you said... Abhor her or whatever. I, I don't think you can say that about this. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's the one who raps like, terribly. Like she, had a, she had a feud with uh, Lil' Kim. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. I have a feud with Lil' Kim. Do you? Yeah. Everyone does. I don't yeah. really know many people who don't. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. The City Harmonic is coming out with introducing the City Harmonic EP. Uh, a, a great new artist, a uh, great new group coming out of Nashville. Also coming out, Jesus Culture with Come Away. I've had this album for a couple months. It is fantastic. It's a live recording. Uh, it's a lot of new stuff and a couple of their kind of epic uh, songs as well. So cool. if you're into Desperation Band, Jesus, Culture. Gunger, Hillsong United, or Misty Edwards, like at IHOP, uh, in fact, Misty Edwards covered Jesus Culture or Jesus Culture covers Misty Edwards. I'm not sure, but it's that kind of vibe. It's epic. Go get this album, Jesus Culture, Come Away. They also have a DVD coming out as well of the performance. It's really great. On the other end of the spectrum, coming out on Tuesday, <laughs> Kanye West what? with uh, ah. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy with the album cover of People Having Sex. What? Really? Is it an I'm sorry to Taylor Swift picture of people having sex? <laughs> it is a picture of Kanye and a white girl having sex, and it's pixelated out. Okay. But you can clearly, if you hold it far enough it's away... It's not Taylor Swift, can, is it, as a song? No, I'm sorry. No. Okay. It's, it's an abhor. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys see him on the Today Show? No, but I heard about it. Was it was awkward. It, it was very awkward. Wait, what were like, you doing? I feel like he was being rude just to be rude. Wait, how do, do you watch the Today Show regularly? My, you don't understand. My wife loves the Today Show. Okay, like every single morning, it's on. We have to Uh, work here. What do you do? The Today Show starts at seven a.m. I know. I'm in bed and then at work. (laughs) Roll out to work. I I I like to take my time in the morning and spend spend half an hour with Matt Man, (laughs) with Matt and Al and. Meredith Vieira. Hoda, Hoda, and uh, and Kathy Lee are not till like the ten o'clock hour. Okay. So I don't right. watch that. That's, that's, the too, after that's a little too so. much. For is it true that they have wine on and stuff, or is that because I only really have seen the SNL skit, so. or, or like them on the soup? No, I haven't seen. They the don't soup. really have wine, but they are like. They are you sure? Like tipsy. They 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 seem medicated. They do. <laughs> I don't know if it's alcohol, but they are not in their right minds. I believe that. Um, So that's it for music. Movies coming out on Wednesday, November 24th. Uh, We have Tangled, the Disney animated one, starring Mandy Moore, Zach Levi, and Brad Garrett. Love and Other Drugs, starring Anne Hathaway, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Jodie Greer. Burlesque, starring Cher and Christina Aguilera. Looks horrible. (laughs) Isn't that like that movie Nine? Except with Cher. A lot of dancing and singing. (laughs) Which is what Nine was missing. And... And That's what a lot of films are missing. <laughs> More Sharon Cowbell. <laughs> and uh, last and least, Faster, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Billy Bob Thornton. I thought this was part of the Fast and Furious lineup. Franchise. Franchise. It's mm. not. Interesting. Well, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. This relevant podcast is brought to you by The Story, a church campaign created to turn ordinary people into Bible readers. Learn how your church can be among the hundreds that are seeing real results from The Story. Visit thestory.com to learn more and to get a free sample.
You're listening to Fits and the Tantrums. The song is Money Grabber. It's playing right now on Relevant FM and Relevant TV. Check it out. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Play-Doh with Modest Mouseketeer, which is playing right now on Relevant FM. One of my favorite hip-hop shows I ever saw was a small club in Nashville, Play-Doh with a drummer. It was amazing. Really? Yeah. Live drums, hip-hop, live drums stripped down like that. Is Hype man? No hype man, just a drummer and Play-Doh. Mm. It was great. Mm. It was really great. Would you say it was missing a hype man, or would you say it's missing Cher? <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that means. <laughs> okay, Slices. What do you have, Jesse? <laughs> All right. Um, well, if you are flying Air Asia Airlines in the in the near future, you may be fortunate enough to have Sir Richard Branson as one of your flight attendants. What? And disturbingly, he may be dressed as a female s- flight attendant. <laughs> um, Did he lose a bet? It, he did lose a bet. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. That's more of a female slight attendant, I think. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, he, he has a lot of different ventures. Uh, and one of them is an F1 racing team, which is Formula One. Um, and uh, one of the other owners who also happens to own an airline of one of the other teams said that whoever finishes better will have to um, dress as a stewardess on the other person's airline. Um and they have to you know, they have to serve the the customers you know pour them sodas and and do what flight attendants do um both of the F1 teams finished with zero points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, th- neither of them are very good in Formula One. But I guess how it worked out, the, the other guy had more, a couple higher finishes. So Richard Branson um, ended up uh, taking, the, taking the loss on that. So uh, I think they're auctioning off some seats on this flight, and they'll go to a charity of Richard Branson's choice, which I'm not sure what it is, but hopefully it benefits uh, flight attendants that he's humiliating. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool. But I was thinking, could, could you imagine any other – could you imagine like Bill Gates dressing up like uh-huh. a woman and being a flight attendant? You know, it seems like all other billionaires aren't as good-humored as Richard Branson. That is. He's got so much money, he's just laughing. Yeah, the, the gambling bets of the wealthy are, are uh-huh. pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, when money means nothing, what can you gamble? <laughs> right, your, right. Your dignity, dignity is yeah. all that's left. <laughs> that's yeah, all right. Left. There's a creative brainstorm for that. Yeah, but, but he, could you see like Steve Jobs doing that? I mean, those guys are too cool for school. He'd have to dress up as a Windows... Um, computer and go work it <laughs> yeah he would have to wear a suit microsoft for a day <laughs> wear a suit <laughs> the most humiliating things for steve jobs would be to wear to to not wear the black turtle net and tucked in <laughs> tucked into mom jeans uh-huh. and actually wear a business suit with the running shoes yeah with the running he shoes. he dresses like a like a regular stand-up comedian from 1997 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, minus the gold chains yeah which sure. i'm saying he, i'm not saying he doesn't own gold chains right, right he just right. doesn't wear them they're so uh, not in fashion during, yeah <laughs> Um, well, my slice actually has to do with airlines also. Um, apparently last, over- year, last week, the theme was terrorism. Uh-huh. And now <laughs> the theme is air travel. Air, air travel. Hmm. Um, so apparently there's... I'm not liking where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, good point. So apparently there's an airline over in Brussels called Ryanair. And um, it was supposed Isn't to... Isn't that the low-cost airline? I have no idea. I, I think, think it, I think it is. I think it, Ryan's- they, they treat it more like public transit almost. Right. Okay. Ryan's really cheap. Well, I, th- I think it's the low-cost managing editor at Relevant. 
Ryan, Ryan's really cheap. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Ryan owns an airline. <laughs> yeah, he he lost the bet too. He's going to be dressed as a female flight <laughs> Air. So. Um. So well, I didn't know. He, this- he also is terrible at F1 racing. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know this is a low cost, but this makes a lot more sense. So I guess this, if it, even if it is low cost, apparently the customers want high uh, high quality and don't want any kind of quarters cut. So apparently this airline left uh, Morocco three hours late, and they're supposed to fly into France. Well, because they left late, the airplane the airport was already shut down. So without telling the passengers, without warning anybody, they landed in southern Belgium, and that was the end of the story. Well, the cust the People on the plane, 100 people on the plane were so furious, they refused to get off of the plane. Refused. Because because Ryan Airline didn't inform them of the mistake, and it was their fault that they were running so late. Yeah. So instead of landing in France, they landed in southern Belgium. Well, the people didn't get off the plane for four hours. They turned the lights off. They shut the bathrooms. The flight attendants, the pilots, everybody left. They left the people in left, the plane. And they had negotiating going on. Now, I don't know how you got 100 people to all... If I was on the plane, after like five minutes, I'd be like, you know, whatever. It's Belgium. Come right. On. Let's go yeah. get a beer. Let's yeah. go get a hotel <laughs> And they, like, they had buses for them to take them, because I guess it wasn't super far away. But they like had negotiations going on with the fire department, and there was like, it was this like, whole ordeal. And they didn't, they, were, they didn't get off the plane until 3.30 in the morning. Oh so they got 100 gosh. people to all agree to be that upset. Wow. I have a question. Well, three thirty in the morning after they've been on the plane for four hours means that they landed at eleven thirty. Yes, the Paris airport was shut down at eleven thirty. Apparently, well, I I had heard on NPR that they were rerouted because of fog. Oh. This here says that it says they left three hours later um, local time, and because of that, the air by the time they would have landed in France, uh, the airport was already closed. Well, I have a hard on, time. On NPR, they also said that these these were like mostly all French tourists. They were French and they, tourists. They were they spit on the flight attendants. Ooh, that must that wasn't in my story. Yeah. So uh, you know, I it, I just had like this image in my mind of like an angry French guy with like his beret on, like chocolate blue. Duh! You know, <laughs> I'm not leaving. That yes. was terrible. <laughs> you could, I, I refuse to apologize for that because the French did this. That would be a time to deploy the uh, slides, grab a couple beers, and slide out. Yeah. Like, like the jet <laughs> yeah, point. If there's yeah, ever a time, that would be the time. Yeah. yeah. And one of the people that interviewed was with his wife, his two-month-old baby, and his three-year-old child, and they all sat on the plane. Oh, my gosh. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I don't think so. No way. No you, way. I can't get off the plane fast enough like, when I'm traveling out, people, with children. Get, get me on, get me on yeah. the bus and take me home. For sure. Or to my destination. I just thought it was ridiculous. That wow. Ridiculous. You probably couldn't get everyone in this office to agree to something <laughs> for, like, right. for four hours. You're right. Without some, one of us being like, you know what? Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And that person, that person would probably be you. It would be me. I'll tell you that right now. I will cross the picket line. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I want to go He gives like down. a rousing speech for a sit-in. You know, <laughs> we're not going to take it anymore. Everyone's like, yeah. I would just kind of be like, um, no, they were like, we, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought my French joke. Was bad. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. I would just be like, uh, all right, well, here's the deal. I'm going to leave. <laughs> um, thanks. I'll see you later. But it would be through a gauntlet of spitting. <laughs> As you would leave, it'd be a gauntlet of spitting. As the, yeah, and then and they're, they're spitting and hitting me with their little tiny pillows. 
<laughs> and they're Bob Ross style painting things that they're I assume that the French always have with them. <laughs> the, the, the painting the thing with the paints on them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The French are very artistic. I assume they travel with those. Yes. All right, Josh, what's your airline wow, news? I don't know. I don't have any airline news, <laughs> but uh Tony Danza was in the news this week. I don't know if you heard uh, this story. I am not up on Tony Danza. Well news. he uh, I, he's on my Google alerts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. I, I assumed as much. Um, He's the, just a teacher now, isn't he? The uh, well, he th- there was a best-selling biographer uh, named Peter C. Labella who uh, passed away recently, um, and uh, wrote books about mass murders. Um, which I guess, if you're going to be famous for researching, can you imagine giving years and years of your life to just researching that? That's intense. Anyway, that would be intense. So Tony Danza was a friend of this uh, biographer, and. Uh, and they uh, apparently the priest that was going to do the wake uh, couldn't make it, and so they brought in a substitute priest from a federal prison. Uh, and while he was in the middle of kind of talking, Tony felt like was he an inmate? I, I, yeah, why he was, was he dressed from- as a, he, he was a serial killer. He was right? dressed as a priest. Yeah. Wouldn't that be? They ironic? brought in an actual serial killer. Wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> so apparently, in the middle of the wake, the uh, the priest, in Tony's opinion, was talking too much about God. And not enough about the best-selling biographer, and so Tony got up and confronted him, and uh, and said, "Excuse me, this is not about you. It's not supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to be about my friend. And if you can't do that, maybe you should let someone else speak." He had a Kanye moment. He had a Kanye moment. He wow. stepped up, interrupted the priest. The priest finished, and uh, then Tony got up, made a few comments, and people started heckling him. Well, well, much like Kanye, he was photographed coming into the wake holding a bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> exactly the same story. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, well, Mickey well, Rourke you know, was there you know what this. the question he asked the priest was? What's that? Who's the boss? Oh, no. no. I went there. Oh, I went man. there. Man, man, oh man. Have you ever been in the middle of a, a wake or something and wanted to break it up? Can nope. you imagine? No. I, I can't imagine. I mean, I've wanted to do that at a wedding. But, but I've never drunk a whole bottle of Hennessy either, so... <laughs> I've it. never been Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like when you're at a wedding and they're like, you know, if someone... I don't even know if they do that anymore, but you see it on TV and stuff. If anyone has an objection to this union, speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. Are you ever at a wedding and you're like, okay... I, I, I'm, I'm happy for this couple and I think they're going to be great together, but how hilariously awkward would it be if somebody just yelled something out right now? Like, no, I can't stand it. Don't do it. You know, and you're just sitting there. Like, how awesome would that be? I think we should add it to funerals. I think if you have a problem with this person before we put them yeah. in the ground, speak now or forever hold your peace. I've yeah. never I, actually been to a wedding where they asked that question, by the way. Like, yeah. I think it's just in movies. Like, who actually says that? I've, I've been to like small weddings where they're doing it by the book. They're doing, doing it by the, the book. The, the bows, Did they say the, that during ours? No. Oh, yeah, know. I've never been to any, but to be fair, most of the weddings I've been to, Tony Danza has been in attendance. <laughs> so they didn't want to bait him, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Ives the Band.
You're listening to Guster. The song is What You Call Love. It's playing right now on Relevant FM and Relevant TV. It's from their album, Do You Love Me? Hailing from California, Ives, the band, is a musical anomaly. Four young musicians who perform music of strength and depth with sweeping intellectual and emotional qualities. Musically, Ives calls its influences from all walks of life, pop, theater, and conceptually oriented music of the past, yet has one foot placed firmly in the future, looking toward new musical landscapes and expressions. Their newest release, The Incredible Story of Mr. Birch, is a tour through the imaginary world of a circus leader, Mr. Birch. Though a concept album, tracks on The Incredible Story of Mr. Birch loom large with infectious melodies, riveting guitars, and heart-pounding rhythms. They recently came through our studio and performed a few tracks, which we also recorded uh, our video of the performance. You can stream the tracks and watch the videos on the podcast episode page or at Relevant TV. Without any further ado, here is Ives the Band performing The Ringleader. Oh, oh, oh. So come on, one more 
That was Ives the Band. Check him out at ivestheband.com. listening to Foles. The song is Blue Blood, playing right now on Relevant FM and Relevant TV. If you notice... It's a great song. We all have Blue is. Blood, don't we? No. Well, yeah, if it's not oxygenated. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not saying Relevant.TV and Relevant.FM. Why is that? Because camera? I was listening to the podcast last week and it really bugged me that I kept saying the actual URL when it's just Relevant FM. Huh. Like when Chad does the promos, he doesn't say Relevant.FM. Do you, Chad? Never. See? Oh. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm messing up the brand. It's like people that say www. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> you haven't figured that out yet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's playing right now on yeah, www. Yeah, what kind of browser are you <laughs> using that it won't work? Yeah. You so. click on the Internet Explorer button. HTTP <laughs> colon slash slash. <laughs> Thank you for saying slash slash and not backslash. I know, it's yeah. annoying. It really annoys me it's when people do the wrong slashes. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Okay, it's time for Jesse's Thanksgiving trivia game. Take it away. Well, the name of this game is Who Knew Thanksgiving Was So Insane? Um, And so for the last few days, I've been scouring the internet to find insane facts about turkeys and thanksgiving so basically your normal web browsing <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly which is what i typically do uh for several hours each day he's making it sound like he did this for the game yeah no no, <laughs> no, no. this just happened it just That's happens bookmarked. to be thanksgiving uh-huh. yeah <laughs> bookmark <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my crazy turkey fact bookmark uh, finally came handy. I finally got a practical use for it. So, uh, uh, two, who wants to, who wants to play? And we need two. Maya and Josh Loveless. Okay, come on. I think the two of you should play. I'm the scorekeeper. Husband and wife. Yeah, let's play against. All right. It's a family. Okay, fine. It's a family You're the feud version. Can you keep it up? Thanks. Keep up with the score. I can. Okay, let's go. All right, I, I, let me say this. I I went through it with my wife Dana last night, and she seemed she got a lot of these correct. So it's I'm gonna it's a multiple choice, right? So uh, Josh, keep score because I'm really bad at doing that while while I'm also uh, reading questions. All right, I so eat, who wants to go first? I need multitasking. Me. I got it. 
All right, all right, Maya, here's the first question. <laughs> the part of skin under the turkey's chin is called what? The waddle, the snood, the caruncle, or the duggy? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the waddle? Boom! <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. It's the waddle. The, the snood and the caruncle are other parts of the weird turkey skin beak. And we discussed really? the Dougie That's last gross. week. Yeah. yeah, and we discussed the Dougie, which someone was like irate at me on Facebook about that. Why? About They're what? They're like, hey man, you're just ripping off the jerk. It was called the jerky and the jerk way before... You're uh, ripping it off? The, yeah, I'm like, look, I did not write the song. Yeah, all I'm you are all 16 million views. You taught yeah. it to John Wall personally. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I emailed John Wall and say, hey, you know what would really be funny if we stuck it to the guys who invented the jerk? <laughs> <laughs> and then me and John Wall sat there and, yeah, refreshed that YouTube video 16 million times just to stick it to him so I could, a few months later, talk about it on the podcast. Take that, Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm up. Okay. I'm the winner. Oh, oh, you, got, you got that correct. I yes, did. That's right, Cameron. <laughs> yeah, the waddle. Okay. All right, Cameron. This person lobbied to make the turkey the national bird instead of the bald eagle. Benjamin Franklin. Boom! <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even <gasps> need to read the choices. Bam! Wow. How do you know that? Because I know everything. That is Christian education at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. The score is one to one. We got a barn burner. No, it should have been one one plus. I should have got like one point three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you've, that'll be if it goes to the tie, you win. I won't even read the for tie. Sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. Right, for you sure. can guess this without me reading the choices. Okay, oh. okay. This person said Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving holiday was the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard. Do you want the choices? Yes, I want the choices. <laughs> Your George mom. Washington. <laughs> George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, or Congressman Lonely McNo Family. <laughs> uh, B. B being. <laughs> no, George Washington. Uh, B was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. And I'll give it to you because that's the right answer. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. It wasn't Congressman Lonely McNo family. <laughs> but it also, two years ago, was your mom who, when she was in the middle <laughs> yeah. of cooking, said, This is the dumbest holiday I, ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, Cameron, the United States Air Force, Air Force discovered that turkeys are susceptible to which of these medical conditions? By the way, they were using the turkeys to test breaking the sound barrier. I don't know why they chose turkeys, but... <laughs> Were there turkeys flying the plane? <laughs> the, the monkeys were Did all they taken. Throw them? We put How the monkeys. Monkeys have space, they so can't. turkeys right, right. need the sound. Barrier. They just catapulted the turkeys. <laughs> this is our tax dollars. That's, that's what I thought it was actually. This is stimulus money right here. <laughs> they stimulate the turkeys. And people make fun of the tea party when stuff like this is going on. <laughs> right, right. Okay. And that's how fried turkey was invented. <laughs> <laughs> it does not <laughs> work through the sound barrier. Yeah. All right. So, so did they discover that turkeys are susceptible to these strokes, nervous breakdowns, heart attacks, or restless leg syndrome? Be awesome. I immediately am thinking strokes, but because it's ridiculous that they'd have nervous breakdowns. But I think that's why it's newsworthy because you would think like anything going too fast could have a heart attack. You know, and, and anything that I'm going to go with, it's ridiculous. I'm going to go with nervous breakdowns. 
it's actually heart attack. Dang it! You could have put you could put a, a polar bear in there and go fast enough, and he'd have a heart attack. Well, it an inordinate <laughs> amount of them were dropping dead right in the middle of the test. <laughs> right, <laughs> they couldn't figure out why, <laughs> and they determined that they're especially susceptible to having heart massive heart attacks. Again, I mean that that could be said for any number of creatures. I think the polar bear is actually a really great backup option. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll I'll email the Air Force and let them know that we should send a polar Peta bear. Is going to show up outside their their door. Yeah, how come well, Peter's not up in arms about all these turkey heart attacks? But if it was like cute, cuddly dog heart attacks, it'd be yeah. <laughs> all right, so dang it, uh, I Maya, think Maya you had the lead right now. Yeah, That's right, two to one. All right, <laughs> two all right. To so 1. the 3. Guinness Book of Records has the greatest dressed weight for a turkey. So that's a turkey that is, I'm assuming, stuffed with dressing. I guess that's what a dressed turkey is. I don't think it's wearing clothes. Yeah. I actually um, thought you were talking about it was wearing clothes. I really thought it was like a, an outfit. I, it could be. It could be a flight suit. Yeah, it could. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Uh, okay, so is it 86 pounds, oh my 47 pounds, or 150 pounds, or unfortunately, the Guinness Book team didn't make it to the turkey before John Madden, and then he ate the Guinness Book team as well. <laughs> I'm gonna do the A. The eight was it 86. 87. Uh, 87. Boom. <laughs> Maya, you know your dressed turkeys that's, that's because that is in fact the highest yeah. ever weight. Wow, that's amazing. Maya is up three to one, people. That's more than you. Buddy. I like that Josh can actually just remember <laughs> this. He actually has it written down. I, I don't want this. Is this is really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we don't want any discrepancy here, you know? Like, this has to be official. We're going to get that. We're going to get his scorecard notarized yeah, at the end Chad's, of this game. Chad's in here to notarize it. He's a, he's a notary. <laughs> All right, true, true or false? Every year, uh, uh, 20% of cranberries are eaten on Thanksgiving Day. False. It's more than that. It is true. It is 20% of the year. Hold on, hold on. 20% of the annual consumption is on Thanksgiving? When else do people eat cranberry sauce? That's what I, I put. I put also true. 100% of people hate them anyway. <laughs> I hate That's them. Like, ridiculous. I, I always feel like you eat cranberry sauce out of obligation. Like, I no one looks forward to that. I've never even eaten it. It's, it's a condiment. It's like parsley. Well, that's the thing. They put it out. They put it out on the Thanksgiving spread, and no one, no one really wants it. But everyone's obligated to take at least a little sliver. You know, <laughs> no. at least I am. Yeah. Are, are you more of a Christmas trivia guy? I mean, no, I, just, I gotta I, know. I mean, no, I got this is annoying me because I really I disagree with your facts. Okay. I think. <laughs> First of all, I've known all of Maya's. I would have said all of those same answers. Okay, okay. I, and then I get I get thrown an arbitrary You're true or false a really on a twenty percent. No, no, no. I <laughs> that's yeah. the truth. If you would have given me multiple, do you want choice, me to switch it up here? Do you want me just to, to reroute courses, Jesse? We no, may no, no, need to double. Fine. We may need to double the score because Maya's starting to run away with it. She is. It's sad. <laughs> Can we to go one. to a d audio daily double? Yeah, three three <laughs> to one. Right. This one's hard. Go this ahead. One's hard. Go, Maya. All right, I'm ready. Um. Okay, a spooked turkey can run at speeds up to how many miles an hour? 8, 20, 40, or unfortunately not as fast as John Madden? <laughs> this is a spooked turkey. I, I, have a, I have a number under the table that I am holding in my hands. And so when we find out what the answer is, I will show you what it was to see 20? if I would have gotten this right. The answer is 20. <laughs> And under the table? 20. He had 20. 
Hey, I just write these, you know. <laughs> all right, four all right, to one. All right, um, all right, Cameron, you should get that. This is a number one. This is a number one. <laughs> okay, it's not arbitrary. All right. My last one was a number one. I just disagree with your number. I, I, I found it on the internet. <laughs> oh, then it must be true. <laughs> exactly 20% of all cranberry sales. Exactly. Yeah. Not 23, 20%. I, hey, I will send you the link. It was in a. It was in some. It was in some like consumer living oh, magazine. No, you said true or false. So I am saying that it is false. That exactly twenty point zero 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 percent of all annual cranberry sauce sales is on this one. You're day. really gonna find only this. in Florida. I, only in Florida would this be so highly contested. No, no, I was saying twenty point zero zero zero. Flat twenty percent. I have an odd number of questions, so uh-huh. we'll throw that one out. Thank you, okay? because it's too okay, generic. That one, okay, okay. We're going to throw that out, yes. and I'm going to read you two questions, a substitute for that. Okay. Okay. And then a backup. All right. And, and a backup. Then the okay, real so one, th- yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this is a substitute for the 20%, <laughs> the disputed question. <laughs> the average person consumes how many calories on Thanksgiving Day? Is it 2,700, 3,000, 4,500? 7,000 or the amount of half a double down from KFC. <laughs> um, Less cholesterol than an egg. So, so you 2, said 2,700, 20, yeah, 3,000, 3, 4,500 or 7,000. Well, the, the daily intake if you're wanting to be healthy and lose weight is 2,000 if you're a male. The daily. So all of those are obviously obscenely high. I, I can't... Um, See, I'm, I'm stumped. This is why, I'm you don't, this is why we don't let him play. He, See? He, he, no, he, this, is, this is good this drama. Is this is good in. entertainment. This is good entertainment. 4,500 sounds insane, but a, a piece of pumpkin pie goes a long way towards that goal total. Um, 3,000 sounds too flat. 2,700 sounds right to me. I'm going to go with 2,700. It is 4,500. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I eat two, I eat 2,700, so I just assume everybody else did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I happen to show moderation on Thanksgiving, yeah. so. I only eat more than one day's worth of food, not two days' worth of food. <laughs> all right. All right. It's back to Maya. It's uh, four to one, Maya. It's about to be four to two. Here okay, we go. I have a question that de- deals with cranberries. Do you want to go there again? <laughs> yeah. It's not a number. Yes. yes. Are you sure you yes. want to go the cranberry route? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Urinary All right. tract. This is according to a website about cranberries. The best way to test if a cranberry is ripe is to pinch it, bounce it, look at its color, or taste it to see if it is a combination of disgustingly bitter and incredibly sour. Bounce it. Bounce it is correct. What? I know how to pick my produce. That is not correct. Then they're all bad. Jesse's like, uh, you win. (laughs) Do do I know how to pick out fruit better than you? That's true. I don't know how to pick out fruit. I bounce my cranberries. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get kicked out of the store. I I haven't. Okay, what's the score right now? It's a four four, to two. Four to two in the uh, favor of uh, Mrs. She's got it. Okay, because I can say it could. If Five these were the last, two, if these were the deciders, it could be because one of these is really hard, and one of give these me that one. Is Give me the really hard one. I yeah. think they should have to risk a certain amount of their points for the last question. <gasps> can we double or nothing? Yes. Can we? No way. These yes. are going to be worth two a piece right now. Okay. Okay. Give me the hard one. All right. Can't I mean, I think lose. this one's harder, but I don't know. I okay. She knows me. Um, Americans eat the weight in turkey every Thanksgiving. Of the entire population of what country? 
So, so in America, the amount if you took all the turkey that we ate on Thanksgiving Day and put it on a scale, it would weigh as much as all the people in which one of these countries. Okay, your choices are Singapore, <laughs> uh, Singapore, Norway, Luxembourg, or Turkey. Uh, Luxembourg. I'm sorry. The correct answer is Singapore. Oh, uh, no, I didn't win. Wait, hold on. I could tie with this question. You could tie. You could um, tie with this question. Dun, dun, dun. All right. You have to get this to get it right. Okay. And Jesse, I, I assume that. It's in our best interest now that I'm looking at this situation in the studio that this ends with a tie. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting hot in here. Her. Well, hey, hey camera is, camera's obviously a history buff <laughs> because, and this is a history question. This has to Sorry. do with the first Thanksgiving. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, which of the following utensils was not used at the first Thanksgiving? A spork. A, a fork. Love the spork. A spoon or a knife. Well, they all had knives for hunting, so that was probably there to slice up the meat. The fork probably hadn't been invented yet. You like that annoying show where they like go through all the answers. (laughs) It annoys the crap out of me when they do that. I'm going to say the fork. The fork is correct. Boom! Boom! (laughs) Nicely done. I I, I do have a note here that we would also accept John Madden's meat paws. (laughs) (laughs) And if you've ever seen him on Monday Night Football shove his hand filled with a turkey and a duck or a chicken and a duck inside a raw turkey, you know what a meat paw is. That's disgusting. Uh, just like that. That's a big comeback, Cameron. Sweet. Four to four. No, I like, I, we changed I, the I'm rules the midstream. I'm the winner. Maya won. She's the moral winner. Gave a no, mate. I am the winner. You got an extra question, extra question. which you didn't no. get. And no, a double because, point. because if I went to the judges, that the fact that, quote unquote, true or false, exactly 20.00% of all cranberry sauce sales happens on Thanksgiving, <laughs> that is not true. It could be 20.7 oh, or 23.1. It's not 20. This is why we don't play board games in so our family. Well, I, did not keep, I was not the scorekeeper here, guys. I and just that was the first and last time we will play a game versus Cameron I should just keep the score. I or know, Cameron will ever play. I know myself. That's why I always volunteer to be the, the host and the oh. scorekeeper. That's good. That's good. Okay. So is that it? That's it. Yes, I'm the winner. Congratulations, Maya, on on your tie. No, my win. All right, stay tuned. Up next, Ives the Band. listening to war paint the song is undertow it's playing right now on relevant fm and relevant tv a few weeks ago ives the band came through our studio uh while they were on tour with isley and interesting you will uh hear and see isley coming up on a very soon podcast but uh yeah ives came in and i think you you mentioned this earlier cameron you know a lot of times people come in with just one or two acoustic guitars they brought in the drum kit and the big uh bass 
uh, bass amp stack and the electric guitars and all the good stuff. And it was it was kind of fun for the uh, for the office to come back and watch a mini show that morning. They didn't I, really the office didn't really have a chance because it was pretty loud in here. Yeah, I, I it was one of the performances where in the middle of it I'm going I really wish we tweeted this out and let people come yeah, to the office and yeah. watch this with us because it was really cool. It was. Um, well, anyway, uh, you can see the video of the performance uh, over at RTV and on the podcast episode page. Here's Ives the band performing Mr. Birch. was Ives the Band. Check out their new album, The Incredible Story of Mr. Birch, online and at IvesTheBand.com. 
listening to Sleeping at Last. The song is Bright and Early from their new album Yearbook, November. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Um, Chad, uh, we've had several Sleeping at Last DPs uh, release on the drop recently, correct? Yeah. And yeah. So we've been doing a thing where as they've been releasing their new EPs, we will, we will play them on the drop. You can hear the whole thing for free for mm-hmm. that week. Right. So um, this is their new one. Make sure to check out the drop as they keep releasing these. It's really cool projects. Yeah. They're great songs. Okay. Uh, last week, we asked you uh, what you geek out about. Things that are not maybe the social norm for adults to be into now. I mean, we're not talking about when you're a kid, you're really into whatever. We asked you what you geek out about. And so you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. It's right there. And you posted your comments. Here are some of... Our favorites, um, Cameron. I don't know if you knew this, but there are a lot of geeks out there. <laughs> this that is like relevant magazine. Ten, yeah, I know. The comments have have blown up here. Yeah. Well, my favorite. <clears throat> I'm I'm a huge New York Jets fan, so I see here that Mark Sanchez wrote in. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so thanks for listening, Mark. Great game on Sunday. Uh, good o- overtime comeback. Uh, so I will read your your feedback. And Mark Sanchez says that uh, he was super geeked out when the Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Premiere uh, were released back in the day. Mark and five of his friends, I'm guessing they were also USC football players at the time, uh, dressed up as agents. Um, And they they took pictures at the theater uh, with people dressed as Neo, Trinity, and Morpheus. So that is is a little geeky. A little Um, bit? (laughs) Well, especially if you're hanging in there till Revolution. You know, yeah. because it was yeah. like Reloaded was kind of bad and re, re, uh, Revolution was terrible. So uh, good for them. But now now Mark Sanchez uh, totally geeks out about Christmas movies and music. Um, uh, you know, he, he just he just loves the whole the whole deal so much to the point that his uh, three year old son has to tell him to take it easy at Christmas because he goes, he's, yeah, I guess he's, he's sort of a Clark Griswold type of guy. <laughs> uh, Kevin uh, Borst, uh, I think, uh, I, I think I know a lot of people that are like this. He says his inner geek loves typography. Ah, boo. Fonts That's are a not... little too awesome to me. He follows yeah. a few typography based blogs. His favorite font is Helvetica New. Is LT, he a professional designer? 23 Ultralight EX. Uh, well, actually, I love the whole Helvetica family, he says. I is, just, does he work at the Mac store? I despise Papyrus, and worst of all, Times New Roman. I have 11,276 fonts loaded onto my comp. Typography is my inner geek. You know, it, it doesn't fit for you? No, because that's wrong. I guarantee you that he does something with design professionally. So it's like saying, like, I'm really into Macintosh computers. It's like, well, yeah, yeah I need it for work. But, yeah, I mean, I'm really awesome. into music, and I can go 800 days without hearing the same song on my iTunes. That doesn't, that's, <laughs> not, and that's like not so. So if he's an accountant, then it's okay, though. Yes. Yeah. Then he's OCD. 
<laughs> it's like LeBron James saying, I geek out over basketball. Yeah, yeah, LeBron James. I'm such I really a nerd, like sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can you please delete that comment from the red website, Chad? And e- email that guy. <laughs> in Times New Roman. In, in Wingdings or do it in Fajita. Do it, do it in the Fajita font. <laughs> Mistral. Yeah, do I'm, that a one. Huge, I'm a huge Wingdings fan. <laughs> do it Mistral. I like that one. It's the classic, like, we don't have any other fonts loaded onto our Windows machine, but we need something that's kind of scripty and edgy, yeah. so they use Mistral. See, again... You guys are all nerds. I have no idea what you're all yeah. talking about. No, but. we're in per- this profession. Okay, I know, anyway. I Ariel. There you go. It's like Helvetica, but crappier. No, from <laughs> Disney. Um, Laura wrote in and said something that a lot of, uh, a lot of people did, that it kind of hurt her feelings when we made fun of Ryan, because she herself geeks out about Harry Potter. She says, now I don't dress up for the midnight premieres, but was extremely happy when my $4 Harry Potter glasses came in the mail. I wore them to the last premiere. That's truly not the worst of it. I don't even really like the movies. Uh, I love the books. And then she says, I I read each one at least five times, if not more. Um, And she goes to the midnight releases of the books and stuff, not the movies. So, but a lot of people. I like Twilight. If I was here, I could have said Twilight and y'all and Ryan could have made fun of me. No, he be- does. no, because a lot of people like Twilight. And you a don't lot dress of people up as like Van- Harry Potter. They- he dressed yeah, but, but up. A lot of people do old. that. Twenty-seven-year-old people don't dress yes, up. Yes, they do. Well, Ryan, I will. And his I am standing up for Ryan, even though he makes fun of me for Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the comment about the person that's upset at you, Cameron? Why? The uh, comment about the uh, the pedophile. Oh, that if you're an adult male hanging out in the children's section because you like Harry Potter, that you're probably a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Um, I stand by. I yeah, stand by that, that statement. <laughs> I, I, I just want to give you a chance to uh, to retrieve that statement. Uh, Scott Corin says, "Wow, the guy who publishes the only magazine I have had a subscription to in the past three years called me a pedophile for taking Harry Potter somewhat seriously." That's horrendous. He says, "I I did not call Scott Corin a pedophile. I know he took it quite personally. Yeah, <laughs> it was a general statement that was outlandish to be a rash generalization of a stereotype. That's the basis of a lot of my humor." Uh, Scott Corrin, I apologize to you personally. Nobody else, just Scott Corrin. <laughs> uh, you are not a pedophile. I, 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 uh, I did not mean to imply that you're a pedophile. Are you sure you want to say he's not a pedophile? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, okay. you're not a pedophile. I probably wouldn't testify in a court of law okay. as to that fact. <laughs> what? Why are you shaking your head? 23.7% of all cranberry sauce is sold on Thanksgiving, not 20.0. <laughs> he knows his cranberries. I, I should apologize to the French too. No, um, I think I think French. French and Americans. I just don't get along. So you're allowed to say whatever you want. Yeah, I, I think one of the <laughs> one of the definitions that I think is just good for all of us to be aware of when it comes to fully geeking out is that you're involved in something uh, in terms of a hobby that your spouse doesn't like. Mm. I think that is one of the one of the pieces. Of my of the well, the font guy French. that probably is true for him. Yeah, but but when then, when he goes to work. And he's in the design department, yeah. and he can talk fonts with his peers. He doesn't have See, now spouse. he's not a geek anymore. Yeah, right. He's not. F- so I think it's like there's almost n- nobody else in your life, or maybe only one friend in your life that's into it. Only in, in online forums in the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hunt them out. Yeah, in the, yeah, in the dark, seedy underbelly of the internet. You've only talked to him on a headset. <laughs> <laughs> that well, is the definition of a geek. Yeah, or yeah. geeking See, out I, about something. This uh, scenario by a user named Beckman happened, and this is what I'm a lo- little worried about. When when he was a kid, he got a he got remote control cars and race tracks and remote controls and all that type of thing. Well, recently he has a three-year-old and a five-year-old children 
And they got something called a GeoTracks remote controlled train set. It had a bunch of different tracks and a bunch of different setups. And he bought it for his children, you know. Um, but when he was setting that up and playing with it, he realized that he liked it way more than the kids, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about this happening. If when, one day when I have children, if I buy them toys, I'll be end up like, go to your room. You've been bad tonight. Just so I can play with the train set. Cameron, you know? Cameron buys Cohen Lego sets for eight-year-olds. So I he said can that last together. week. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. Okay. I, I fessed up. That's what I geek out about. I yeah. love the Lego store. Okay. Yeah. And then stand in line with the eight-year-old and buy that, my little set. That, yes, he will do that. <laughs> yeah, you will. It's you awesome. Will. You're like peeking over the other eight-year-old children. Oh, I, I did that one. It's totally easy. Are you a, pe- are you a pedophile then? <laughs> <laughs> you would know. Oh. Help, help. Josh, you want to come up to the other it side is, of the wall of glass? It is. Hot <laughs> in her. I'm never doing another game that involves cranberry questions. <laughs> I think that was the. I am going. I'm off limits. I'm going to write. I'm going to write my can. next column about the cranberry sauce industry and the exact number of percentage. Of sales. I'm going to you send you the link. In, and you you know. gonna, I want you to write a letter to the editor of this like, you know. health and lifestyle magazine I will, and that I'll, publishes this bogus information. It's just too generic. Any round yep. number can't be true. Yes. Okay. All right, that'll do it for your feedback. Here's this week's question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Okay, well, you know, it's the week of uh, Thanksgiving, and it's the one time a year that we actually act grateful for something because we're a bunch of ungrateful ingrates most of the year. Um, Christmas, we are pretty grateful. No, we're greedy at Christmas. Oh. Remember? Remember. Remember. Remember that one time? So we want to know from you, what are you thankful for? Um, it's a time to reflect, and um, we don't. You don't have to be all serious. You can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, tell us a story. Tell you you had your first kid was born this year, or you're grateful for world peace. I don't know. Your last kid was born this year. <laughs> 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 you're not having another kid this year. <laughs> or mustaches. I mean, they've given us so much. I'm what, thankful for uh, razors. What have they given you, Jesse? <laughs> Prestige. Can you, can you grow? A, can you grow a mustache, Jesse? Can I grow one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he can grow one. Can oh, listen to that. Oh, laugh. I can. That was a laugh. <laughs> that was a good laugh. <laughs> that was yeah, like he yeah. has a smoking jacket on and was wearing an ascot type <laughs> yeah. of a laugh. Growing a mustache as he laughs. Yeah, I mean, they give us prestige and, uh, you know, debonair. Um, you know, conversations. I, I'm conversations. also thankful for. Do you talk to your mustache? <laughs> yeah, every morning, I'll a pep talk. Like, look good today, guy. He talks to me while you're, you know? while you're watching Hoda up, in the pal. background. You're wearing me on your face. <laughs> chin up. Why would he say chin up? The mustache. Hey, it's like a pep talk. You the know? mustache hates me the chin. Lip up. The mustache hates yeah, the chin. Yeah, lip up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, no, I'm also thankful for uh, shows like Billy the Exterminator. Um, <laughs> is that on true Wait, tv it, it's on uh a and e i think oh but, really you know, when billy have you guys seen billy no. the no. i've seen commercials i haven't seen the actual okay show. He, he's like a 40 year old guy that looks like like a hot topic vomited on him okay, <laughs> okay. like he is decked out in like spikes and totally awesome like old jinkos and stuff like that uh he kind of looks like a, a like a redneck chris angel mind freak but he, him and his family run an extermination business. But he's a good-natured guy. When, like, he, him and his brother, uh, Ricky, will go – let's say there's a family that has a squirrel ch- stuck in their fireplace. 
They go in there. Ricky usually gets bit every episode by something, you well, know, sure. but they don't take work. it out on the little guy. Not they free the animal at the end of the episode, and it's pretty inspiring. Wow, wow. that's kind of like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Except yeah, they don't except free it's him not people. They don't free it's him at the end. animals. Yeah, yeah, he gets bit, but then they jail them. They they jail them at the end <laughs> yeah. of the show. They don't free them. They lock them up forever. You know what I'm thankful for? I uh, I got uh, an email earlier today from uh, the Mrs. Maya Strang about the Christmas party. Yeah, relevant Christmas party. I'm thankful for that. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be very fun. And we're thankful for all, everybody who's bought a subscription to Relevant Magazine for paying for our Christmas yes, party. Absolutely. <laughs> amen. 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 Um, well, cool. Uh, we want to hear what you're thankful for on this week of giving thanks. Head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and just click there and post your comments. And we'll read our favorites on the air next week. So while you're in line on Black Friday, you mm-hmm. can be reminded of all the good in the world. Okay, well, that'll do it for feedback. Uh, before we wrap up, we want to announce the winners of our Christmas movie Blu-ray collection. Uh, we are giving away nine sets of the Blu-rays for Elf, The Christmas Story, and The Polar Express. Wow. Not, uh, so you get all three movies, and nine lucky winners will win the collection. We partnered with Time Warner Home Video. We tweeted out the contest on Wednesday this week. Uh, so if you don't follow us on Twitter, see what you're missing out on. Um, and you, all we wanted you to do was click and answer the one question, what's your most memorable Christmas? And our favorite replies, the ones that basically made us laugh the most, uh, are the ones who are the winners. And so we're going to read those now, uh, tell you who won. And if you hear uh, your name, uh, hit us back up, and we will mail those out to you post-haste. So to help me announce the winners, uh, I'm welcoming in uh, a familiar friend to all of the podcast listeners, Ryan Hamm. Hey, everyone. And a new voice, but not really... Really? I mean, because she's done a lot of segments on the podcast. That's true. But she's never been introduced. Just not right. directly. Right. Um, the, if you follow us on Twitter, you know her well, though you don't know that you know her well. Uh, welcoming uh, Elise Gilligan. Hi, everyone. So, so Elise, Elise uh, to podcast listeners, Elise does a lot of the band interviews, those segments that you've heard. Um, but she's, she writes a lot uh, for us and does all of our tweeting. So I wanted them to come in and help me select the winners. Uh, we asked you on Wednesday, we wanted to know, for to help us select the winners of nine packs of um, three Blu-ray movies. It's a Polar Express, or the Polar Express 3D, A Christmas Story, and Elf. Do you think anyone has a 3D TV to actually watch the Polar Express in 3D? I do. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Dang it. I, I debated. I, it's okay. I, like, that would be the one tech purchase that I would mock you for. I know, right? I've, st- I've stood there. I recently bought a TV, and mm-hmm. so I debated the 3D thing. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to wear these yeah. glasses. This looks glasses. ridiculous. Yeah. And I wear glasses. So what do I do? Put them on? I'm yeah, not going to exactly. get prescription 3D glasses. I mean, you should see if you can get the clip-on ones. <laughs> like my grandma wears yeah, after exactly. she goes to the eye doctor. Yeah. Do you get glasses with the DVD? No, no. no you, they just come with the TV. With yeah. the TV, yeah. And they're like, and the glasses are like fifty bucks for extra set. A hundred, yeah. Depending on right, depending on the maker. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So anyway, if you are one of those schmucks who is an early adopter, (laughs) we'll call you an early adopter. Uh, (laughs) That's that's usually how they refer to you in the news. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so it's uh, we partner with Time Warner Home Video. Uh, They're releasing all of these movies on Blu-ray, and so we're giving away nine packs. Uh, So we asked you to help us select the winners. We asked you a question. What was your most memorable Christmas ever? That's it. Uh, our criteria for choosing the winners, 
the ones that made us laugh. Mm-hmm. So um, we've selected nine out of all of your responses on the website. We've selected our nine favorite, and we wanted to announce them now. Um, if you hear your name called, please come to the front of the class. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Bledsoe, um, you are a winner. He Should we read these? Well, I was gonna. I was actually going to say, like, Trey, you're lucky you won, because <laughs> by... by at first, making me think that you ripped off Christmas Vacation, you lost some points. But he, but, he but right, 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 and then he won because getting a box of Scotch tape as your gift is pretty epic. It is an epic Christmas giveaway. So that's true. That's true. It applies. And then he had a ten speed. That's a nice story. So his dad. Okay, he said his most memorable Christmas when he was thirteen. He got a box of Scotch tape as his final gift. Turned out it had a note to go look in the next room where my shiny new 10-speed was waiting for me. Dad, always the clever one. I abused that bike for years, and I tried to keep up with my friends on their cool dirt bikes. Nothing cooler than riding dirt bikes, watching your friends jump dirt mounds on their dirt bikes, and you falling behind in your 10-speed, trying to get any sort of air without crashing everything. <laughs> nice. I, I, I have to say, um, if there's any um, outrage at, who, at our selections, mm-hmm. Teresa... Chose them. It's true. Teresa chose them. I was going to say that reminds me of one Christmas. My parents were tired of me guessing what all of my gifts were. My dad and I are both really good at this. Like we'll shake it and no. And um, so my dad wrapped up an empty box for me. He's like, you're never going to get this one. You couldn't tell it was empty? No, because he put like, I think he put like styrofoam peanuts in it. So it made a sound. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. And so now every year, whenever they ask me to like shake it and guess, I'm just like, no, last time I guessed, you gave me an empty box. No more. You still shake it and guess? No, I don't guess anymore. Oh. <laughs> no, he just likes to shake it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sure. So Speaking of, Catherine Kehoe, uh, you are a winner. Nice. And uh, her most memorable Christmas occurred a few years ago during a fateful game of Taboo. She says, my very conservative parents were on one team and my brother, his fiance, and I were on the other. It was my mom's turn, so she looks at her card and says to my dad, okay, this is something you do to my rear side. My dad starts guessing, pinch it, grab it, massage it. <laughs> right away, I start dying inside. My brother's fiance goes bright red and starts laughing. Then my mom responds with, no, it's more of a back and forth motion. <laughs> now all three of us are laughing and crying. It turned out the word was pat and back was one of the restricted words. I learned way too much about my parents on Christmas. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of information. Um, the next winner is Robert Meeks. Um, Robert, his story is, though I had the unusual or the usual not unusual. The usual awesome Christmases growing up, getting the original NES. Is that Nintendo? Yeah. Oh, I don't that know must have been nice, Robert. I had to wait till I was in fourth grade. So not so <laughs> usual, is it? I never got an NES. I got a Sega uh, later on. Like a Genesis mm. or a Master System? Genesis. Oh, I, okay, I like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that was fun. But all my friends had Nintendo. Yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't play their games. I've never played Mario to this day. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, because then it became like, well, no, I'm a Sonic guy. <laughs> you know? That's true. There was a period in our like middle high school days where it was kind of a, you, it was you like blood, the Bloods and Crips. It was, Ma- it was Mac and PC. Yeah, Mac and PC. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Minesweeper. <laughs> um, so Robert, he got the original NES or new bike, but he says that his best Christmas is probably two years ago. 
Growing up, my parents knew better than to try to pass off things like underwear or notebooks as real presents, so I never got those things during Christmas. My first Christmas with my wife, however, was interesting. My wife told me well in advance that her mom wanted a Christmas list for me. I thought, oh, I'm sure they'll be fine. I've never done lists before. She has common sense, right? Little did I know that list was going to be for most of my wife's family to work off of. No list equals nine sets of pajamas. Nine. I promptly returned them all, and I actually had enough cash to buy a PS3. (laughs) And then he says, booyah. Nice. The next winner is Chuck. If your name is Chuck, you won. So hopefully, hopefully we don't have any listeners. Yeah, we don't have any yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, my most memorable Christmas, he says, was when I was four years old. My dad got one of his friends to show up at our house on Christmas Eve dressed as Santa Claus. I remember him showing up with a Budweiser in his hand. Uh, he gave us a pop-up book and fumbled his way through wishing us a Merry Christmas. When he left, my brother, sister, and I rushed to the front, do- front window to see Santa Claus leave. Much to our surprise, he didn't bring a sleigh, but decided to drive his 1978 <laughs> rusted El Camino instead. From then on, I always picture Santa Claus as a drunk man who drives an El Camino. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So, four years old, that's pretty traumatic. Yeah. I feel like, and uh, to be fair, though, I feel like Santa really might be a drunk man driving an El Camino. <laughs> well, all the mall Santas yeah, are. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except the really high-end malls. They they cast these guys. Really? The oh. one at Millennia is unbelievable. Is magical. Yeah. Wow. I saw him the other night. Yeah. And then like I'm like I wonder Millennia is a mall here locally. It's the high end yeah. mall where you yeah. have like your For Gucci and your Tiffany and all that. I'm wondering if our other local mall fashion square has <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy with He's the Camino. Camino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. All and right. the guy who has like black stubble growing underneath his beard. If yeah. for, for the listeners, the Fashion Square Mall is one of those malls that has like a sword store in it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those malls. It's a dollar store, yeah. an organ store. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it really does have an it organ does. store, and not like body parts, but like the instrument. And those guys are way too peppy yeah. when you walk by. They're playing the cha cha, <laughs> and they're inviting you in. Like, what do you do? do you have a jam session? All right. Who, right. Who's in our next winner? Uh, our next winner is Drew Shugrui. Shugrui. S-U-G-H-R-U-E. There we go. Uh, one year for Christmas, my sister and I got our first video game system, the original Nintendo, which everyone apparently got, with Super Mario 3. I was so excited, <laughs> I was literally running and jumping around our house in pure, uninhibited delight. My sister, on the other hand, wasn't an impressed and sat on the floor sulking and said, I don't like Mario. Our parents <laughs> then asked her why she didn't, why she didn't, and she replied, he's too fat. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but didn't mind because that m- meant more playing time for me. Wow. Those are the best I'm gifts. I'm a fan when, of that one. Yeah. I was going to say, those are the best gifts, like when you're, when you get a co-gift um, with one of your siblings, and clearly it's for you, but your parents spent too much on it, so they have to like lump them in with it. <laughs> it's always very satisfying. Um, are we doing these in order? Yeah. Are these in some particular? No. Why? Because I really want to read Sargi Poo's. Do it. Okay. First of all, his name was Sargi Poo, <laughs> which I noticed on the site. This was my favorite one that I read. It's also one of the shortest. Um, Sargi Poo's Best Christmas. He says, one Christmas I got Men in Black 2 and a toothbrush. That's it. I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but Men in Black 2, I would have rather been given two toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was man. my pick. Uh, Aaron Bolger, you are our next winner. Uh, we have two more after that. Uh, he says, the most memorable Christmas I ever had was the year I got stuck in the in a dryer. 
Uh, when my parents, who had warned me several times not to play with it, heard my cries and found me in my predicament, they immediately got out the video camera and documented my situation for several minutes, ensuring that I would never forget it nor live it down. <laughs> that's always good. Humiliation yeah. uh, makes for a good Christmas. That's that's the Christmas gift that you never forget. Yeah. The one that keeps, keeps on giving. On giving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next winner is The Sabrina, who apparently requires an <laughs> article before her name. Um she says, uh, my favorite Christmas memory is the year my mom stole her own gift in Dirty Santa, which also is Yankee Swap or White, white Elephant. elephant. Yeah. Why? Like, why Dirty Santa? I mean, maybe she saw the drunk Santa and then El Camino. She maybe. was like, let's just name it that. <laughs> um, she says, my family is a riot and we always make it a big deal when it comes to my mom's gift because she always buys something she wants to end up with. This particular year, it was camping chairs. She fought with my aunts and uncles for literally about 20 minutes about all the reasons why she deserved the camping chairs. She won the battle. Afterwards, we continued with our tradition of singing Christmas carols. Keep in mind, half the half of these people are drunk at this point, and the other half are so tune deaf, you'd think they were drunk too. Needless to say, it was a blast. Christmas is a time where your family's quirkiness shines through, and I love it. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Why does everybody argue? At Christmas? Yeah. I mean, she's arguing over camping chairs. Yeah. But I mean, I got into a really bad argument with my parents over politics mm. at Christmas. Why does that stuff uh. come out then? It's probably because it's like one of the few times when it's supposed to be like really intense time with your family. And it's so too you, much pressure. Yeah, you can't live up to it. Yeah. And everybody's stressed out. They're probably getting right. sick because right. they're you know they the stretched too thin. There's too much on their mind to still need to do. Right. So and I mean, our family is one of those few people where like. They don't need to do very much to like touch off this like you know sort of domino effect of a whole bunch of emotions that suddenly sets us off. That's true. So because you you're you're now at thirty, remembering when they filmed you because you were trapped in the dryer yeah, exactly. and you were crying out for help and they were mocking you. But exactly. you won some DVDs. That's true. That's true. Out of it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> you came out on top. This t- this, uh, this podcast tagline is redemption. Yeah. <laughs> I hope all these people have Blu-ray players, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't, you can Um, take them back and get a PS3. (laughs) Is this our final story? This is the one. Okay. Eric Rivera, you are a winner. And he wrote The Christmas of 1996. And this is in quotations, so this must have been quite a story. I wanted a pet gerbil more than... (laughs) This is actually an article pitch. The Christmas of 1996. I wanted a pet gerbil more than anything in the world. I clearly remember waking up early Christmas morning and looking for any clear signs of Santa entering my house. I found a blade of grass and some dirt on the tile floor. It came from his boot, no doubt. As I scoured the presents under the tree, I found a small box with holes in it. I obviously knew what it was the gerbil that I asked for. I could tell by his scampering and gnawing of the cardboard. I was very excited to get tiny. Small, blonde, and weak, seven days later, he died. And I cried my eyes red. Sorry, I'm laughing. I swear I thought my eldest sister was a surgical mastermind as she placed him in a box, covered him with a lamp to heat his cold, limp body, and dripped water on his face as if he'd drink something. I swear she drowned him. R.I.P. Soon after, my parents returned from their 24th anniversary trip to Louisiana. My dad took the now-dead Tiny to the pet store and was given a complimentary large brown gerbil, the size of a rat, I might add. I named him Coconut. He died of a seizure the next day. Merry Christmas! (laughs) (laughs) He became a man then. (laughs) 
And that's when that's Eric awful. learned about death. That is so sad. He deserves some DVDs. <laughs> he does. Death, drunk Santas. Oh, oh so many traumatic memories. Eric. Being trapped in a dryer. Um, all right, those are our nine winners. If you heard your name, email us uh, so we can get your address and send you your prizes. Uh, email feedback at relevantmagazine.com. All right, well, congratulations. Enjoy the movies. Merry Christmas, y'all. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up the podcast. Many thanks to Ives, the band, for coming through. Um, great performance. Uh, check out the videos and additional tracks on the podcast episode page. You can stream them and download them there. And make sure to check out their music and tour dates at ivesTheBand.com. www.ivesTheBand.com. <laughs> now, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And that's Chad Michael Slavely. We'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com.